Peace Community Church. Happy December 30th. Uh, as I film this right now, we are hopeful that, hey, Christmas was an amazing time with family and friends, uh, that you got to celebrate well with fun, with food, uh, and great time with family and friends. Uh, and we pray that you are excited and expectant of what the Lord will do in 2019. And so I'm really excited to have the privilege today to be able to speak and, uh, and teach just a portion of scripture to send us up. Hand, uh, handy, get them next to you. And uh, we are about to dive in. But first, I'd love to start uh, just with a quick story. And so when I was in high school, uh, I started my junior year at a new school, okay? And so I show up and I remember starting football workouts, all right? So we had football workouts. Before then, I was homeschooled, so I kind of did a lot of my own training. Uh, and uh, my mom wasn't my uh, workout coach, but she pretty much helped me with everything else. So I kind of had to train on my own. So it was new for me to have coaches uh, pushing me in the weight room. So I remember one day we were working out, and uh, as most of y'all have heard this phrase that I'm about to say, uh, y'all can kind of understand where I'm coming from. And so I remember one day we were working out and uh, as a team, and I remember we were doing a push-up till fail competition, all right? And uh, we were doing these push-ups and uh, getting ready. And remember, this is probably July or August. Season doesn't start till the first week of September. And so we're doing these push-ups, and I remember after a long workout, we're about to fall over. We're so tired. And I remember a coach gets on the ground next to me and says, come on, Price, no pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. And I remember that, and I was thinking to myself, well, one, there's a ton of pain, right? I mean, there's no, no pain going on here. I'm about to die, all right? So there's a ton of pain. And then not only that, I don't really see the gain here, all right? I really don't see what the purpose of this is. And, uh, and so no pain, no gain is a phrase that I think all of us have heard, all right? And at the time, I really didn't see where that gain was gonna come from. Does that make sense? And so at that time, I was like, hey, there's a whole bunch of pain and I really wanna stop, all right? I'm pretty sure I did right then. It just kind of makes me laugh thinking about it. But I heard that throughout all of sports. Man, every single workout, that was a phrase. You see football players kind of slap the, uh, the poster above a door that says no pain, no gain, or play like a champion today, and all those catchphrases that we kind of heard before. But no pain, no gain kind of stuck with me because it made me think about, okay, I love the concept, and I think you and I can both understand the concept behind it of what that means, is saying that, hey, the payment you will put in today, right? Maybe the pain, uh, maybe there is something that is going on right now uh, that causes some, uh, whether physical pain or whatever that may look like, that it will be worth it down the road, right? That's the whole idea of that phrase. Now, if you were me in junior, junior year, 11th grade, right, in Tennessee, you didn't really see the gain, okay? And we went three and seven that season, and so I really didn't see the gain at all. And so I saw a lot of pain, a lot of frustration, and didn't, didn't see a lot of gain, but there were other parts of my life that I saw, okay, actually that phrase is true, that we put in a lot of work in the off season and then you see victory down the road and you realize, you can point it back to that time and realize that was so worth it. I'm so glad we went through that and I'm glad I had coaches to push me and teammates to push me through. Okay, and so why do I share some of that, right? Why do I share, man, no pain, no gain. We've all heard it, okay? Whether you're five years old or uh, you're a parent in your home right now, you've heard no pain, no gain. And so I wanna walk us through a portion of scripture to send us off into the new year. And that is what I'm gonna title uh, these, or this message, uh, what I get to share today is no pain, 
and no gain and how that applies to us in our spiritual walk, our spiritual faith. And so the reason I say that is looking back at 2018, you may be sitting there realizing, man, I really am excited for 2018 to be behind me. I'm excited that this year is coming to a close. It has been all pain, no gain, right? There are some that, hey, you know what, 2018, I look back and it's actually been a really good year. There are things I look back and can point to that say, man, I really grew as a person. I really love where we're heading as a family. I really love where I'm headed as a man or woman of Christ. Uh, and if that's you today, awesome. I encourage you to keep going. It only gets better. But if we're like most of, most of us and where I am today of realizing, man, 2018 was a really, really tough year. And the concept of no pain, no gain could not be uh, more fitting for now, even realizing, man, I don't really see a lot of gain here. And so we're going to walk through uh, three ways. I know New Year's is kind of a time where we're starting to think, hey, resolutions, right? New Year's resolution. We start to make these goals that we think, okay, hey, this year's going to be different. They're going to be attainable. We can finally get there, right? We're going to finally do this, whether it's, hey, read 40 books a year. Okay, that's, a, that's one I hear a lot of common people say, or a lot of people say. And uh, there are other ones. Hey, I'm going to work out more, or I'm going to run a mile a day uh, for 2019. All these different things that we've said since pretty much we were born, right? And they may never happen. I hope they do sometimes. Uh, but uh, this message is I really want to come across of saying, hey, what are three things? Here are three things through this passage and the title of No Pain, No Gain, having that in the back of our minds. What are three things that, hey, think beyond resolution that I believe that your year of 2019 will be drastically different, better. There will be so much more gain uh, as a follower of Christ and not only in 2019, but for the rest of your life. And so there are three things that we're going to look at uh, through this scripture. So we're going to jump in, jump in with me. So we are going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, and we will work our way back, actually, uh, is how we're going to go and break down this chapter. And so please join me as we read the Word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. This is the Apostle Paul teaching um, Corinth to Corinth. Verse 16, so we do not lose heart. We're going to stop there, all right? We're going to stop there. Anytime we hear or see the word, so, because, but, therefore, it points us to look back. It points us to say, okay, hey, this is a continued message. This is something that is added on. So we're going somewhere moving forward, but it begins with so, right? So we know we need to go back. What is Paul talking about? So we do not lose heart is what it says. Okay, how do we know what we're losing heart over? What is causing us to lose heart or that very idea? So we're going to look back, as it says, through the word so. So let's go back to verse 7 of chapter 4 in 2 Corinthians. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. There's the word but, right? B-U-T. But we have this treasure in jars of clay. But is a continued thought from what was before that. Let's keep going, all right? Let's keep going to verse 1 of chapter 4. What is Paul trying to teach? We can't go through 16 through 18 without knowing the background and the context. What is he talking about? Chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, verse 1. Therefore, 
<laughs> okay, so we've seen, I started off by saying, hey, anytime we see so, but, therefore, because, you need to keep going back. Therefore, he begins chapter 4 with that word, therefore. We will look one verse behind at verse 18 in chapter 3. So chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians, let's look at verse 18 real quick. And we all, talking about us, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Okay, so what are we talking about with unveiled face? You see, in chapter 3, he talks about, hey, that some, we have had veil over our eyes. He talks about when Moses, right? When Moses got to see the glory of the Lord, that he had a veil over his eyes. He had to cover his eyes because he was not prepared for the glory yet. But he's saying, hey, that Paul is saying that after Christ, once Christ has come and showed up, died and rose again after the third day, now Christ is our image of God. That no longer that veil was been, has been torn we don't need, we don't look at Jesus anymore with veiled eyes. Now it is unveiled face to face. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image, image of God, image of Christ, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. And so now we know a little bit of the context, right? So now we can move forward. Now we can go back to what we were talking about at the very beginning and what I really want to dig into today. So we kind of have some context. We kind of understand, okay, now the veil has been torn. Now we are looking at, we can see the Lord. We can see this light as it talks about through 1 verse 6 uh, through 6 in chapter 4 about this light of the gospel, this idea that the gospel is light. And so catching up now, we're going to go back to verse 7. We're going to stay in camp in verse 7 real quick before we go back to 16. So again, I know we're jumping back and forth. Chapter 4, 2 Corinthians, verse 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that their surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Here it is, verse 10, and I'll begin my first point. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus, see the contrast there, from death to life in our bodies, that we can carry that light of the gospel within us, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. And so what are we getting to here? What is a jar of clay? What does it mean? But we have this treasure. What is the treasure in jars of clay? You see, in Bible times, a jar of clay, right? The, what he's trying to picture, what Paul is drawing this picture of saying, hey, at that time, pottery was really, really important. Pottery was a, uh, was, was a very, very noble uh, job to have occupation, to be a potter. Okay, and what happened is it was a very fine process that went on and they created these jars, right? These jars of clay. We are made of clay. Go back to Genesis, right? Man was created from the ground, from clay. It's a very fine tuned process of creating this jar. 
Now, at that, during that time, they would decorate them. They would make them, okay, hey, your family was known, honestly, the potter was known by his decorations on the jar. Now, things of fine, fine things were kept in the jars. They were new, normally used as a holding place for different things around the house. But most important is jars were known at that time. Clay jars were known for keeping ancient scrolls. There was treasure within them. Normally, it was the most treasured possession of a house. And so what does it mean by saying, hey, but we have this treasure in jars of clay? So if we were made from clay, we are the jar, correct? Now, something that's very well known about jars, there's one thing that really is true of all of them. They're very breakable. Very, very breakable. They crack. They chip. If you drop them or don't handle them well, they're very easily broken, just like us. And you may think to yourself, man, December 30th, 2018, I'm pretty much in that state. I really... uh. I really, that really resonates with me. I've been broken. I don't know about y'all, like I said, 2018 was a really tough year for me. This resonates. Okay, so if our bodies, our flesh, our earthly bodies are jars of clay, we are decaying, we are near death, right? We're going to die. Our bodies will once die, one time die, excuse me. But what is this treasure that we can hold? What is this treasure, he says, that Jesus has laid in us, right? We go back to verse 6. Excuse me, verse 4. It says it right here. In their case, the God of this world, talking about Satan, has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, the veiled face, right? The veiled eyes, that's what he's talking about, to keep them from seeing this light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ. The light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Then verse 6, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts. Here it is. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There's the treasure right there. Knowledge of the Lord. Knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, it says in verse 6. That's the treasure. We are the clay, right? Does that make sense? I hope it does today that we are jars of clay, that the treasure that is within us is this knowledge, okay, knowledge. Now, knowledge will not save you. We know that. Only grace. By grace alone are you saved, it says in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Grace by faith, so that no one may boast. Here's the thing. I can't boast about being a clay jar. You know what I mean? It's breakable. I can't do anything about this. I know that. When I act in my flesh, I can't boast in that. But what I can boast in is knowing that God has saved me. That, that treasure that is now within, right? The heart, the knowledge, that changes everything. So my first point is you have to recognize what your treasure is and where your treasure lies. You have to recognize it. That it's attainable. That we all have it. If we have trusted in Jesus Christ as our Savior, that we have this treasure within us. And in his knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ through the glory, right? It says the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, the image, unveiled face. How do we know what the face of Jesus looks like? How do we know who God is, the glory of God? How do we know it? It's this. And so the first thing, really, I encourage all of us as the springs to be hungry for 
the first thing I say, hey, you want to talk about resolution? Here's something for 2019. Get to know the Lord. Hunger for scripture. Hunger for this. Hunger for the therefores, the so's, and the becauses of scripture. May we understand it. May it transform us. We're about to get there. May we be, be renewed until we know how to not lose heart. We have to know what that heart is made of. And it's this treasure. It's the knowledge of who God is and His glory through Jesus Christ and the face of Jesus Christ. Get to know His face by getting to know His Word. I hope that makes sense today. As we move forward, man, that's so, so important. As we move forward, we're going to continue to dive in. Today, hey, regardless of what 2019 may look like for us, we're going to dig in today, all right? And so we're going to dig in. We're going to keep going. Remember that. Okay, remember, after verse 7, it continues. Paul continues, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring. We know the death of Jesus has happened, but guess what? We not only carry that, we get to carry the life through Christ, that it may be manifested in our bodies. May that be true of us this upcoming year. May it be true of us today. And so now we get to pick up in verse 16. All right, so now we got the context. Now we get to go back, take a few steps, kind of get a 30,000 foot overview of what's going on. Why is Paul saying, hey, don't lose heart. We just read, hey, listen, even though we're perplexed, even though we are suffering, even though we are struck down, we are not forsaken. We are not destroyed. Okay, how is that possible? How is that possible? Man, I'm sitting here in my, in my chair today. I'm sitting here in the living room listening to this message. Man, I feel all of those things. How is it possible to not be that when I feel everything but forgiven or saved or uh, protected or cared for? 2018 described pretty much the opposite of what Paul's trying to encourage here. How do we get there? How do we not lose heart? Here it is. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer nature is wasting away. Jar of clay. It's breakable, right? We are dying. We are decaying. Our bodies are decaying. Our outer nature is wasting away. But our inner nature is being renewed day by day. Part of being renewed goes back to an idea that Paul talked about in Colossians chapter 3. About putting off the old self and putting on the new self. I really, really ask that you read not only the whole chapter of 2 Corinthians 4, but you go back and read Colossians chapter 3. Talk about a chapter to start out a new year on. How about that? God, may my old self be dead. May you kill my old self and may I live in my new self day by day. It is the same language he uses there as he's using now. So how do we not lose heart? Number one, we got to rec recognize the treasure that we have. We have to recognize it by a knowledge of the face of Jesus Christ, a knowledge of the glory of God and all of its wonder. And number two, we have to be renewed day by day. You see, when I think about my workouts and why I started with some of that story, I think about that time of saying, hey, during that time, it was really difficult to see kind of where that was going, where that was headed, right? Where those workouts would end up paying off in the long run. If you think about a workout in general, right, it breaks down your muscle. It is not enjoyable. 
there are times where, man, it is really, really tough. That's why it's difficult. Why so many resolutions are, I really want to run more this year. I really want to work out or stay fit. It is a sacrifice. It is really tough. When you work out certain muscles, right, the next couple days, you know what happens. You're extremely sore. And man, I know getting out of bed sometime, sometimes, and especially in high school and college, in college sports, man, there were workouts that I didn't know how I could get out of bed. I would fall to the ground when I get out of bed. My legs would be so sore. I'm like, man, this stinks. Why am I doing this? You see, there was a goal at the end that it was paying towards, remember? There's gain at the end. Same with working out. The soreness is, a, is letting you know, hey, my muscles have been broken down. But after a few days, after rest, recovery, they begin to build back up and they build stronger. That's the whole idea of it, of physical exercise and training. And so, what does it look like for us to be renewed day by day? It looks like this. You got to know who you are. Every morning, I don't know what it will take. Maybe 2019 looks like this. Every single morning, knowing who you are through his word, knowing who Jesus is and who he says he is, no matter what comes our way. Looking back at 2018 and realizing, man, I see what is where I was in January and I see where I am today, whether you like where you're at or not. Renewal day by day can be attained today. See, that process is called sanctification. That sanctification, right, is being made more like Christ. It's a gift, it says, through the Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit, it is a gift that God has given us through knowing Jesus Christ. It is a gift after salvation of being made more like Christ in sanctification, right? I know it's a big word. That's all this is talking about, is being renewed day by day. Sanctification is a daily process. You can't live off what you had yesterday. It has to be made today. It has to be built today. That when you lay your head on that pillow at the end of the day, you know, man, I got nothing left. And when you wake up the next morning realizing, I still don't have much left after yesterday. But it's a renewal day after day. Where does all this pay off? You know, with the phrase I mentioned about, hey, there's uh, no pain, no gain. Most of the time, and as I've mentioned before, pain always seems to outweigh the gain. And so here Paul is saying, listen, if anybody, if anybody can relate to you in affliction, in pain, in frustration, maybe it's sickness in your family, maybe it's sickness in you, maybe it's heart sickness, maybe it's living in sin. I don't know what it is today. But if anybody can relate, it's Paul, more so Jesus, but Paul specifically writing, talk about shipwrecked, being beaten, being stoned, being run out of towns. Before that, living in sin. Persecutor of Christians, murderer. If anybody can relate to us today, I think it's Paul. And if Paul is saying, hey, don't lose heart, it's worth it. I think we should listen. So we're being renewed day by day through this process of sanctification. Sometimes sanctification really, really hurts. Here's the thing. I've heard the, the phrase that says, hey, the journey is the destination. And that couldn't be more true. 
about the Christian walk is we all have this idea of where we think God may have us come one day, but he's saying, hey, I have you here today. I have you going through this pain. I have you going through the, just the tough ins and outs of life for a reason, and it's today. For you to be there today. Be present today. Be where your feet are today. This renewal happens every day, day by day, as it says in verse 16. And so, hey, what to pray for, for you as a family, what to pray for as you as a follower of Jesus Christ for 2019, that you would be renewed day by day. We're going to continue to read verse 17. This is amazing to me. It's kind of comical if you think about it. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. He says, for, going back, we know what he's gone through. We know where Paul has been. And he's saying, hey, we do not lose heart. Okay, great. So we don't lose heart. So that's what the word for is pointing back to. And he's just going to continue to encourage us for this slight momentary effect, affliction. Excuse me. Some, some scriptures may say light affliction. I think it's funny that we know what Paul went through. We may know and we may look back at our lives right now and look where we sit and say, man, nothing about it is light. This stinks. But isn't it funny that when we work towards something, when we're working towards something, we have a bigger picture that this moment right here, we realize, hey, it's going to pay off down the road. We realize that, hey, this, this pain right now may actually be worth it. And Paul says, indeed it is. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Verse 18, as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, right? They're right here. They're in front of us. You can see them with our own eye. But the things that are unseen are eternal. So it's saying, hey, this slight momentary affliction, man, I keep getting stuttered over that word. (laughs) For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory. So comparison, look at the comparison of words. This slight is compared with weight. It's the opposite. Something light and then something that weighs, right? Something that is weight. It's opposite. Momentary is in the very moment. It's just like that. But eternal is forever. You see how that language is key? Maybe we're sitting there today and saying, man, I I have 55 years of affliction. Don't tell me it's light. Don't tell me that this whole 2018 was a year that was light in comparison to something. Get out of here. What Paul is saying, hey, if anybody can say that, it's me. And if we can believe it from somebody greater than I, it's Jesus. Who suffered a brutal death. Who suffered for us today to where now I can share this with the body of Jesus Christ through the church because of his suffering. 
So if anybody has the means to be able to say this, I'm just reading from Scripture. It's Paul, and overall, through him, the treasure, which is Jesus Christ, and his glory, through his death and resurrection, and all who he is, through the Father and the Holy Spirit, a triune God. It's crazy. It comes full circle. So for this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Okay, what is this eternal weight of glory? And he's saying, hey, here's how you see it. You got to look not to the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Because the things that are seen, if we're looking at our lives right now, we're saying, man, that's tough. Man, I, I may not be able to see much growth. I look back at 2018 and where I'm at today, I don't see a lot of growth. If it continues like this, I don't know what I'm going to do. What Paul is saying is, hey man, don't lose heart. We can't. The light of the gospel is too important. The treasure is too important. Don't take your eyes off of this eternal weight that is waiting us in heaven. The things that are unseen, it is your reward that is heaven. I think that's the hardest thing about being a follower of Jesus Christ is that we're not promised to see some of the fruit that we may think we deserve to see. I know for me it is. The fruit of faithfulness normally is more faithfulness down the road and more opportunities to show yourself faithful. But what he's saying is, hey, the fruit of faithfulness and living a life for Jesus Christ through suffering, through affliction, through pain, is an eternal weight of glory that's awaiting us in heaven. And so for 2019, the third thing that I would say, hey, I encourage all of us to pray for, is that we seek, that we seek together, Springs Church, eternal glory in the way that we live, day in and day out, through renewal of our lives, through a daily devotion to knowing who Jesus is through the Word of God, that we know, hey, the weight of glory that is waiting for us in eternal life. The wages of sin is death. We know that it says in Romans 6, 23. The wages of sin is death. Some of us are there. We know the wages all too well. But I love that it doesn't stop there. And Paul also wrote that. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. How to live our lives, Springs Church in New Braunfels, Texas, in 2019, and it starts today, is seeking your eternal weight. Having your eyes set on things that are above and not here. It's harder than it looks, I know that. But it's worth it. We gotta believe it. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient. They're temporary, guys. They're momentary. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Something that will last you beyond 2019 and the rest of your life is a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is eternal. And not only that, the glory that is awaiting us in heaven to be at the right hand of God next to Jesus, praising God for the rest of our lives through eternity, knowing that we were faithful as a body of believers. 
through those three things that we can pray together. That number one, we recognize the treasure that is within us as a jar of clay. Listen, we have to know our brokenness. We cannot take any, any praise for ourselves knowing that, man, nothing good dwells in me, it says in Romans 7. I have no desire. I don't have the ability to carry it out. But the Spirit does through me. The treasure that is within me is a clay jar. Broken body, but a live spirit. Manifested, walking as a manifestation of Jesus Christ through this town, through this community, through your jobs, through your family, at your dinner table. Living a new life, it says in Colossians chapter 3, in your new self. Put on the new self. It's an action verb. Put it on. Put on the new self. Next is be renewed day by day. We know sanctification is really, really difficult. You're being made more like Christ day by day. It is a pruning process. It is something that is very, very difficult. There are going to be years of our lives, and there may be, we think about it, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I know I've been there before today. But where it's saying, man, I feel like it's been more pain than gain. But guess what? It's worth it. Being renewed day by day, there's gain for that. There's gain in seeking Jesus, in seeking a relationship with Him, letting Him transform your life. Jesus changes everything. Allowing community to be a part of that. Allowing community through the springs, wherever that comes from in your life. Allowing community to step in and say, hey, let me be the body of Christ with you. May we walk with the wise and may we become wise. That is part of being renewed day by day through confession, through belief in Jesus, through repentance. Being renewed from the inside out and transformed day by day. And number three, we have to seek the eternal glory, the things that are unseen, the gift that is in heaven, having eternal life with Jesus Christ, with our Lord, our Father God in heaven one day, knowing that whatever we're going through, no matter what 2018 looked like, when we close that door to the new year and saying, good riddance, that we can look back and say, it was so worth it. God, give me more opportunities to be faithful. Give me more opportunities. May I know that 2019, here's the newsflash, it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. And there are things coming in 2019 that we may not be fully aware of. They may come out from left field. But we know through this, it's worth it. Don't lose heart. Our glory is in heaven waiting on us. And that can start today by seeing that. It changes everything, guys. I pray that as the springs, we seek our eternal glory that is in heaven. That all pain will lead to gain. And that gain is incomparable, as it says, beyond all comparison. And finally, once in your life, you can say that phrase and know that, hey, the gain far outweighs the pain. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May that be true of our lives. Springs Community Church, may we be defined by those three things in 2019. Let me pray. 
Father, I do. I just pray that truth over our body. God, wherever they're at today, listening to this message, Father, that they see as a family, as a single, whoever they are, Father, wherever they may be, wherever they find themselves today, that those three things can mark their lives, that it can start today if they don't have a relationship with you and they don't know what that treasure looks like because they've never accepted that, they've never trusted in your name. May that be true today. May that happen. And may be two, may 2019 be the greatest year of their life, full of fruit and blessings and gain, knowing, Father, what it's like to follow and live in unison with you in a relationship with you and in unison with a body of believers around them in their corner. May that be true of us, Father, as a church, as we love and lead this community, Father. Give us opportunity to share this light of the gospel as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. May we share that with others and share that with our community where you, we look back at the end of 2019 and say, you changed the city of New Braunfels through this body of believers. We love you, Lord, and we trust you to do that. Amen. Have a great week of worship.